0: to the advocates advocates podcast the show that is bringing simplicity back into the complex world of beer wine and spirits I am your host Spence Kraft and I want to welcome any new listeners and uh, go ahead and thank those listeners who shared this podcast with you Uh, before we get going into tonight's theme I do want to do some house cleaning we have hit 50 likes on Facebook I know that doesn't seem like much but You know, uh, 11 episodes ago, about three months ago, this podcast didn't even exist. So thank you everybody for joining the community, pitching in. Uh, We had an an avid supporter on our show last week, Daniel Hart. Shout out to you. Uh, Thanks for being on the show. Hope you had fun and uh, keep it up. So the the Facebook group, I didn't realize it. It was um, a private group. We have made that now public so please go ahead like our page and in the top right hand you will see the group discussion this group is for you the listeners to put your reviews on uh, on the beers that we feature on this podcast and we want to hear what you all have to say about it not just the voices coming over the microphone through your headsets and finally like I mentioned earlier Uh, I kind of forgot. It it just flew by, but we are 10 episodes deep. This is episode 11. Uh, So we are excited and thank you everybody for coming along for the ride. Tonight's show is going to have a little different spin. Uh, We are amping up the average imbibers. I've got one, two, three, four average imbibers, including myself. Uh, I would make five and then one industry professional. So, Rose. I hope you're up for the challenge tonight.
1: (laughs) Sure. Why not? (laughs) Why
0: not? All right, Rose, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background within the industry. Yeah. And uh, of course we are very open about our biases here on the advocates, advocates podcast. Uh, Let us know what you really like in a beer and what you absolutely can't stand. So we know that up front. Okay.
1: So I, a little bit removed from the industry at this point. I started as a beverage architect at Flavor Man, which is a flavor development company here in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I did that for a couple of years and you know, kind of worked in the lab for a while, developing a lot of different types of beverages for a long time. Um, And then after a while, I transitioned out of that and was a bartender here at Great Flood. Um, And I did that for two years Um, I left there though and I'm now a medical student so it's been a while since I've actually like done the full industry expert bit um, and I've removed a lot of that knowledge and replaced it with some useful and not useful medical knowledge so I'm going to do my best tonight. Um, So what I really like in a beer, I like a lot of really flavorful beers but not anything that tastes like it was made in a lab. So I like a lot of beers that come with a lot of like malt or hop, either one depending upon the style. Mm Um, but if it tastes like something that you threw a bunch of flavor into it's not generally my favorite thing
0: so being an, a beverage architect a yeah. flavor man I bet you're pretty sensitive to that artificial flavor.
1: I'm very sensitive to that artificial flavor well, I can pick it up really quickly good um, so that that's a my superpower I guess um, <laughs> but I also really don't like sours that's just my thing I think it's also a, a relic from being a flavor man I can just kind of pick up the individual flavors of things and sometimes sours they just get me it just tastes like citric acid
0: well if uh, (laughs) if anybody's listened to uh, Kenyatta business partner who unfortunately can't be here tonight um, wish him the best with what he's got going on he definitely needs it Um, but we we can't stand sours either like that is very open and luckily we are not Uh, doing sours this week. So (laughs) we'll uh, move over to our first Average and Viber. Zach, go ahead, introduce yourself and kind of the same questions, uh, typically, or uh, more emphasis on what you like in a beer and what you don't like in a beer.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm Zach Wilson, uh, pretty avid beer drinker. Um, I'm that guy at the bar that will try everything new on the board. Uh, I try to give everything at least one taste. Uh, I'd say my preferred beer right now would be anything wild fermented, a little funky. I do like sours a little bit more, um, IPAs when the time is right, uh, but coming into fall I'm getting more into Porter's, Stouts, and brown ales right now actually, so Excellent. it works out.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Um, and you homebrew,
2: don't you? Yes, I do. I thought I heard you yeah, yeah, yeah. talking about that. I've been but, homebrewing for about a year now. Um, I've brewed about six different ales. Uh, So it's going pretty well, I'm I'm picking up into it, so I'm brewing more often, so I'm very excited about that.
0: Alright, and we'll keep it on uh, down the line here, Danielle, welcome to the show. Hi,
3: so my name's Danielle Durbin, I am actually not an avid beer drinker, I'm more of a wine person. But when it comes to beers, I tend to stray probably exactly opposite of beer. <laughs> so I like the more fruity, citrus-based. I very much like sours, so I guess I'm, as far as right now, the odd man out. Um, I'm currently trying the Cider Boys Gray Mimosa, and I really like that one so far, which has a new beer for me tonight. So I'm really excited to go out of my comfort zone to try some brown ales, because there's stuff that I tend to stray away from coffee
0: good. I'll uh, be looking to hear your uh, most honest remarks about the beers in front of us here tonight.
3: i will try uh, not to be too bad.
0: <laughs> no, honesty is the best policy here. All right, go on down.
4: Hi, I'm Andrea Mattingly. I am kind of new within the last few years to the beer world. So um, I used to call myself a beer snob because I basically couldn't drink anything out of a can because that was my only exposure were the really cheap not great beer, so um, luckily I found a brewery that actually makes good beer. Um, I tend to lean towards Saison or the full flavors as well, I like an Oktoberfest. Um, the thing I don't like much in a beer is when it's too bitter, so I have a lot of hard time with IPAs unless they've made it just right. Um, I don't know that I'm going to be hypersensitive to any flavors, I don't know that I'm that good at tasting the beers yet. but. I do like brown ale, um, but tend to go towards the lighter ones more often than not.
0: So um, just briefly describe kind of your entrance into drinking beer. Uh, That's kind of what the show is for so people can explore a little bit without going out and spending $18 because a self-proclaimed advocate said this is what you need to be drinking. Sure. So what were some of your early on favorites, maybe?
4: So I first started probably with the Bar Baby Blonde here. It's a very basic pale ale. It's something that I felt like I could drink and it wasn't too heavy and it wasn't too much flavor, too much, you know, hop, hoppiness. So that was my first intro. And then I started looking for a little more flavor, a little bit more distinction in it. And um, I went over to, I think we all had some summer weeds and summer shandies and, um, did a few porters every once in a while, but since we're running beforehand, I usually don't lean towards getting a porter afterwards, I'm leaning towards a lighter beer. So um, I just started sampling a few until I found one that I really like. and. Sadly, you all know my order here now. I think I walked in and no one goes, can I get you the Saison? And I realized I was a regular, so.
0: All right, and Bo, let's uh, finish up with you, man. Same
4: questions.
5: My name is Bo Barber. I've uh, been a practicing beer drinker for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started out with Rolling Rock in college. That was probably my beer of choice real smooth, really easy to drink, not a whole lot to look for in the beer, but you know, it's good. Uh, and it came in at the budget I was looking for. But uh, ever since moving to Louisville back in 2013, I made it um, a point to go to Kroger and do the make your own six-packs and just try as many new beers as I could. And I found that I really, really like the IPAs. Um, I actually don't have a whole lot of experience with the brown ales. So this will be a a great way for me to get exposed to it, honestly. Excellent.
0: All right, and uh, you three are part of a run club. Did you all want to put in a plug there, Andrea?
4: Sure, I'd love to. We are part of the Fleet Feet um, Beer Run group. We run out of Great Flood every Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m. Um, We're open to runners of any level of experience, um, whether you be newly into it or it's something that you're practicing on a regular basis. We try to give um, different lengths of routes for you based on whatever point in your running life you're at so we usually have around a three-mile route we've also done some four and five Um, But there's usually people who are willing to do less so don't be scared to come out and join the group If you'd like to just try something new and great floods so gracious to us they give us a dollar off house brews afterwards So it's kind of hard to to beat that deal and um, what better way to do your Tuesday night? Yeah,
0: Yeah, thanks for uh, plugging us in there. Is there there any cost to uh, run with you on Tuesday night? Thank you for
4: mentioning that. It's uh, absolutely free so there you can come out and if you absolutely hate us I'm sorry. Um, hopefully you won't. Um, you, but you don't have to come back. But we're a really open, friendly group, always looking for new runners, um, and it's always good to give it a shot,
3: especially if you're new to the area. It's just a good way to kind of get to know some people who are interested in similar kind of things you see. I mean, like how often do you get runners who are one hundred percent willing to drink a beer right afterwards, like, and spend a couple hours just chilling?
0: All right. So we kind of went over the show before, uh, I hit the little record button, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, review for the listeners. So in front of us we are uh, on part three of our Four part Brown Ale series and this is going to be american brown ales so we have touched within the introduction and within the english english brown ales are typically going to be lower abv less hops brewed with brown malt hence the name brown ale Um, but american of course we had to go bigger we are going to use american hops such as amarillo cascade uh let's see i've got it written down here we had the uh, Nugget Willamette, which if you think about the Turbo Dog, which is an English-style ale brewed by an American brewery, um, that's why that American hop is in it. But uh, all in all, this is going to be higher ABV. It's going to be a little hoppier, so if these beers are too bold for you all tonight, I highly suggest trying those English-style brown ales. Uh, Rose. Yeah. You are the expert here. <laughs> uh, anything you wanted to add?
1: Yeah, I mean, so the American brown ale kind of evolved out of the English brown ales um, through homebrewing. So that's kind of where they got their start. Um, but like you said, we kind of kick everything up a notch. So we made it a little bit hoppier. Sometimes it's a little bit darker in color or kind of flavor but not always it really depends on the brewer or the brewery and how they really like their own style to be Um, that's kind of one of the great things about the the american brown is that you can kind of play with the style a little bit and make it your own Um, but definitely it's a little bit hoppier a little bit more bitter Um, sometimes that hop doesn't come across as a flavor it just kind of hits you in the back of the tongue as that bitterness at the end so sometimes you don't notice it until you're like halfway through the mirror
0: all right and I just want to get confirmation. You all don't know what's sitting in front of you. Yeah. All right. And uh, other than other than you know that they are all American brown ales. All
1: brown. That's what you tell us. It smells. <laughs> yeah. That
4: scares
0: me Rose. Okay. So Zach is starting to drill a little bit over here. I suggest we start drinking. Oh no. Uh, so we we are going to drink left to right. Okay. And so, beer number one is the one furthest on your left. Uh, As I said in the beginning of the show, we are trying to bring simplicity back to the world of beer, so it only makes sense that we taste our beer in a simple way. And that is sight, smell, taste, finish, and then we all come together for a conclusion. So, Rose, this is your time to shine in the show. Uh, we are going to have you just kind of touch on all four of those points there, yeah. but Average and Vibers, feel free to kind of chime in, ask Rose questions, uh, because the listeners don't have the opportunity to ask us, so you guys get to ask on their behalf. Awesome, wonderful. Alright, so Rose, what, uh, what are you looking at, what do you see in this first beer? So
1: when I first look at a beer, I want to know what it looks like. Um, You want to see, you know, is it clear? Is there any cloudiness to it? What the color is like, and then what the head on top of it looks like. So the first one, it's got like a deep amber, kind of chestnut color. Um, It's clear. So it's either been filtered or it's you know just in the brewing process it's kind of settled out and they've kind of gotten that out of the brew there's this isn't maybe the best way to look at the head on top of the beer because it was poured a couple of minutes ago but there is still a little bit hanging out there that's you know a nice tan head so so even as
0: even as you uh sorry though but as you spin it around you can see the head still clings to the side of the glass Typically, this is going to indicate a fuller body uh, Mm -hmm. beverage. Uh, Bo, go ahead with your question. Sure, that's what I was going to ask, is
5: what is the interest in head? Because I've seen that in many reviews people remark about the head. Yeah, it
1: just depends on the style. Some of them have, you know, kind of a stricter, you know, definition of what should be the head on the guidelines. Um, And not that everybody follows the guidelines. They're guidelines. Um, But, you know, it kind of gives the beer its appearance and then it can also kind of influence the taste and like the mouthfeel on it um so if you have more of a head on a beer it's going to be a smoother mouthfeel than if it's just like a if you're just drinking off the top of like kind of a flat kind of liquid, you just get a little less of the carbonation up front, and it kind of like breaks it down. Okay. Yeah. So I have maybe a
3: dumb question. So like Guinness has yeah. like a really thick head to it. Yeah, yeah.
6: So would
1: that mean that it's just a smoother beer? It does kind of affect that okay. in general. I would say. Um, but that's also part of their like their, their signature, yeah. So right. that's that's so, part of it. So
0: Guinness, you got to remember, is a, a nitro beer. So that's mm-hmm. kind of uh, fairly new, especially around here to the states. Yeah. There's been some more experimentation with nitros, uh, which we do plan on touching on here in future episodes. Um, but that nitro, compared to the CO2 that normally carbonates beer is a lighter gas in itself so that mouthfeel will be lighter
1: yeah it's not quite as sharp um on your tongue whenever you taste it so there's a difference if you've ever tried a nitro beer you know you know some people think that they're flat um they kind of taste them and they're like oh this doesn't have any carbonation it does it's just different so um but you can still get head on a beer with normal co2 carbonation it just kind of kind of tones down the sharpness a little bit So the, the aroma on it, this one is really chocolatey and malty kind of up top. So you're just kind of smelling to see like, you know, what jumps out at you. I may get a little bit of a stone fruit on it, like a dark, dark cherry.
0: And when you say stone fruit, what do you mean?
1: Like dark cherries or kind of things like that. You know, anything that has like a really hard pit in it. But generally when people say stone fruit, they mean like a cherry, or sometimes peach, but less real, often that. Yeah, anything sure.
0: with a, a pit in the center is typically a stone fruit, or is a stone fruit. Yeah. So a peach is a stone fruit. Yes. Mm-hmm. So interesting.
3: So I'm it took assuming me. The seed in the middle is the stone. Yes. right. Uh,
0: <laughs> it took me about. Look at this, guys.
3: Um, Etymology as well. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Look at this. We, we cover it all here on the show.
3: Yeah. Sidebar. I'm a teacher, that's why I know that word. <laughs>
0: all right. Now I really am drooling. Yeah.
6: yeah.
3: All right. So
0: please.
1: personally don't get a lot of hop on this one. Um, I'd say this is a low to medium hop, um, and you really don't get a lot of bitterness at the end. Um, it's definitely more like toasted and malty, a little bit smoky yeah. um, and it's it's just more kind of syrupy on your tongue almost rather than like a hoppy beer that would kind of Kind of dig at you would
0: you all say that what you smelled is similar to what you taste and I know it's tough in these little taster glasses but go ahead though
5: absolutely I mean when I was smelling it I was seeing just this roasted toasted smell and sure enough that's exactly what it tastes like, like I said I don't have a whole lot of experience with brown ales but it is very smooth definitely don't get the uh hoppy bitterness to it. So,
0: is it an, like enjoyable Zach exactly. uh, you're kind
2: of quiet but yeah, I'd say, I mostly just taste the sweetness from the malt, but I also get, like, a higher, I do taste that boozy, high, higher ABV taste to it as well. It's not, it's it's subtle, but it's not hidden, necessarily. Um, personally, I don't actually get, I did smell cherry on the head, but I don't actually get much cherry taste in it as well, so.
0: Ladies, anything to add on the flavor?
3: I don't typically like dark uh, beers. Uh, not that this is, like, super dark. However... I would actually tolerate this one, um, just because there isn't a lot of that malt flavor yeah. and I, that's something that I normally don't like. So I was actually kind of turned off by the smell, so I was really worried that I was going to absolutely hate this one, and I'm pleasantly surprised,
4: so I would actually Good. drink a whole glass of this. Alright. I would say I was looking, now after we were talking about the chocolate scent to it, I was really thinking I was going to get more of that flavor to it but I did get more of the toasted the smoked scent that you do get as well Um, but it was interesting to have one scent uh, but more of a different flavor
0: there's always at least one dog that wants to be on the podcast (laughs) every Tuesday alright so now we move on to the finish Uh, so basically what a finish is Is the lasting impression that a beverage leaves in your mouth is it kind of there and then gone does it hang on and linger a bit longer Um, so Rose give us some direction on beer number one with the finish
1: so I agree it is boozy Um, I think that this one probably has a slightly higher ABP than your typical English brown ale to bet that it's probably upwards of 8%
0: can
1: you tell me that information later Is that, Okay. All right. <laughs> um, so that kind of sticks with you you get a lot of that kind of alcohol tang at the end I don't get as much of the bitterness from the pop you get a tiny bit lingering Um, mostly I think it just kind of sticks with you that it's like kind of a higher ABV you get a little bit of that syrupy kind of feel but mostly it's just the alcohol
0: so one thing that I'm picking up is I am picking up a a bit more bitterness than many of the brown ales that um, I've tried Mm -hmm. and I know that because your bitterness receptors are on the back of your tongue So as you finish, if it feels rough, or if like you can almost feel those receptors being activated almost, um, that's from the hops within the beer. Now, is it overpowering? Absolutely not. But to me, it does create a very nice lasting finish. And so to conclude this beer, this is where we all kind of pitch in. you know, do we like this beer, love this beer, hate this beer?
5: What, what do we think? I, this is the type of beer that I would say I more tolerate. If somebody is offering, I will never turn it down. But with brown ales, what I found really early on is that as I drink it, as I get halfway through a pint of it, all I can do is just smell it, it's still on my tongue. It hangs on my palate for a really long time. So at times, for me, it seems really overwhelming. Um, okay. And so it, for me, it's more of a the one and done Rather than forming another brown. Ale.
0: Okay, so uh, I think Rose uh, touched on it. This is pretty big for a brown ale. Uh, Zach, ladies.
2: Yeah. I'd say I probably only have a half pint of this with a friend around the fire. It hugs yeah. you a little bit in the cold weather, <laughs> yeah. uh, especially That's with the nice. higher ABV. <laughs> the yeah.
0: nice. grizzly bear of yeah. a beer.
3: It's more of a sipping beer instead of I could toss a few of these back. And back. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, so it's tolerable, it's big for our brown, it's a sipping beer, kind of one and done.
6: One and <laughs> done, yeah. Yep. All
0: right, so this is where we get to move on to beer number two. Woo! It's we are kind of separated here on the Average imbibers, two girls, two guys, uh, that is a first for the show. So let's do battle of the sexes here. Uh, ladies first. Sure. So again, we are going to start with Psych, move on to Smell, and then we're going to taste it, talk about the finish, and then we all come together for the conclusion. So the uh, mic is yours.
4: Fantastic. So now that I've learned from Rose know, right? a little bit about Head. Say maybe it has a little less than the first one did, but I don't know. Now I'm swishing it around a bit, and it seems to have maybe a little more. Um, it seems real. It's pretty clear. clear yeah. It's got a nice like amber
3: color to
6: it. Um, it smells similar to the
3: first one. I don't know if this is. A, I'm a baby beer drinker, so I'm not uh, as nuanced on the sense. But to me. Anytime time I have something that's a darker color, I always just smell soy sauce. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if that's just a weird thing. You smell what you smell. But it's, I've asked her earlier, very quietly, I was like, does it smell like soy
4: sauce to you? <laughs> I do not uh, smell oh, soy sauce. Was that what you were whispering? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah, the beer is just I beer. I think it just I, might be me. I can honestly oh. say I do not smell soy sauce. Oh, wow. And I think this actually has less of a scent than the first one did. Maybe yeah. a little calmer.
3: But after you all said I could smell chocolate and things like that, I was like, "Oh, that is there." But my initial reaction every time I have something darker is, it smells like soy sauce, and then I just kind of assume that I'm not going to like it. So the first <laughs> beer was a pleasant surprise. Do you want to try it
6: first? Oh,
3: are we at the tasting? Are we doing
0: tasting? Oh no no no! You guys are all you in. You're okay. showing the boys how to do it.
3: Well, that's. True. I'll was. leave the charge. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: not a great
4: face. <laughs> um, it's probably not my favorite beer I've um, tasted. There's I not kind of like this flavor of the first one. Like, I, would, I, would read I think there is less flavor to this one. Um, I forget what the word you said was with it, la- the lasting, I don't feel like it lasts very long. Sure. It doesn't okay. kind of linger. It does even, not linger. Yeah. The fi- the yeah, yeah, yeah. Learning all the sure. words. Um, very, I think it is short. Um, I really didn't get much flavor to it, which is probably why yeah. I like it. Not at all.
6: <laughs>
3: Feels
4: a little
6: watered down. It
3: is kind of blasé. Um, however, I am not a huge... I don't particularly like beer that has a very strong beer taste, right? Sure. I am much more the fruit flavors, the sweets, the sours. I like things like that Yours much better.
4: also does not have a good um, face. I just <laughs> wanted to put that yeah. out there. <laughs> so, me being a
3: less... Um, choosy beer drinker because I would not ever say that I was very um, beer snobbish. Uh, I'm like I could probably drink that and I could drink more than one just because it doesn't taste as strong as the first one, right? Like I could drink more of those because I'm like, oh, that doesn't taste like beer, you
1: know?
0: Fellows, rose anything? All right, gents, to, uh, take it head away. On?
1: Yes, go on. Yeah, I mean, so like the the color is similar to the first one. It's just a little bit darker and a little bit redder um, when you put it into the light. It is clear. Um, the aroma is really flat. Yes. Like there's, like it almost smells like a little dirty um, and a little <laughs> metallic. Is that not what you look for in a brown? Generally not. I mean, you know, my favorite one.
0: <laughs> so to uh, use a wine term here, it's uh, terroir. You know, that, that, that earth. That,
1: no, it's it's earthy. That, yeah.
0: that dirt that, terrible. you know,
1: <laughs> like, one nonsense.
0: one with the earth.
1: <laughs> that je ne sais quoi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
0: no parler français. <laughs> je ne sais
3: quoi means I don't
0: know <laughs> See, we're even covering language <laughs> in tonight's show. I know,
3: we the shirt on and you'll, you'll get all this. On the show. All kinds of stuff. I lived in France for a little while, which is probably why
6: I'm... Are wine partial drinkers. to wine
3: yeah. um, and have not branched into the beers yeah. as much as most Americans Maybe. make sense. Um, There's still time. I know. I'm slowly converting and Beer Run is doing a fantastic job <laughs> getting me to drink
5: <laughs> beers that I wouldn't normally drink. And it's a great so. time to be a beer drinker. So is, many options. Yeah. Oh,
6: yeah.
2: I would say this brown yes. ale tastes like Budweiser made of brown ale.
6: <laughs> As an ask
1: what your opinion Yeah, I don't think that's far off, really. Um, like I mentioned in the aroma, it tastes flat. Um there might be a little bit of like a metallic ting to it, but it really just finishes really super watery. There's like no flavor on the back end. You don't get any like lingering bitterness or syrupiness, which when I say syrupy, I kinda mean like the sugars that cling to your tongue which can be because of like the abb and the alcohol content but it can also be like the content of the beer itself like depending upon whether there's like you know like residual milk sugars sugar. or yeah. things like that in it. so so there's like it's just super flat and like it's carbonated still it's not like flat like that it's just Wow,
0: yeah <laughs> minimal flavor black.
1: yeah super boring so <laughs>
0: yes. to conclude it's kind of one-dimensional yeah. uh flat that was used several times
5: and i think following up that last beer in comparison it's especially just yes that's very true birthday. could be covered up by on beer one. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah maybe
5: it's an amber bar just <laughs> something that's readily available mass production yeah you'll probably have three to five, depending on your intensity
1: <laughs> Yeah, I could definitely drink several Talents. of these, whereas the first one, I could probably drink one in a couple hours, yes. sure. Um I'd have to spread those out. Um, yeah, I don't know, do so, love
0: it. So here on the show, we talk about balance, which basically means between the hop, the sugar, the syrup, everything that goes into a beer. One doesn't necessarily overpower, one thing that I will give this beer is it is quite balanced there's nothing that's really overpowering that's very true. it's you know it's the mouthfeel on it you know doesn't attack real harsh with the soft finish the finish isn't harsh with no attack um, and as you all said definitely could throw quite a few of these down quite easily
1: um, it's very balanced in that it's very balanced in its boringness <laughs> <laughs>
5: And put it in a time where all these beers are coming out and they're just trying to be known for a very specific flavor. I'm sure. All right.
1: I'll so, apologize to whoever made this later. <laughs> I'll never turn it's down It's going to be a top either. notch I know. beer, knowing all that. Know. know. It's like a, it always happens.
0: And gentlemen, it is your turn Woo-hoo. for beer number three. Gentlemen. And this is going to, um, I'm going to try to get you guys on Facebook Live. <laughs> So, yeah. listeners, <laughs> go ahead and yeah. we finish chugging the rest of your number two. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get to see some ugly mugs here. I know how to do
2: my makeup for this. You know, oh,
4: hard. Hard. we ran before this. Yeah, yeah. no uh, oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, gentlemen, take it away, you know it. Sight, smell, taste, finish, and we come together for the conclusion.
5: Right, this well, screams nutty. <laughs> yeah, I'll
2: take the uh, sight for you. Uh, it's, definitely, it's definitely lighter than the other two. Um, I'd say more amber, ruby, than it's still brown, but the other two were more brown than this one. Uh, definitely more hazy than the other two, less clear. Um, probably just means unfiltered or whatever. Um, the head, still there, lingers on the side of the glass. Decent head, probably decent body, uh, and I'll throw out the bow for the uh, smell. Is that a
5: higher date? The, the smell for is me like is just outright profile. nutty. Perhaps there's a better industry term I could <laughs> use, but
2: I 100 percent agree.
5: When I smell it, it's just like I stuck my head in a barrel full <laughs> of walnut problem. Hope you like
3: don't that. have
5: a nut allergy. <laughs> <It's not laughs> no, yeah, no. Peanut
3: peanut Peanut butter's not a bad. So, we're in agreement because we definitely were like, kind of smells like peanut butter. <laughs> which you know, is what we said. It's that's not a bad
0: smell. smell. No, no, that's a great smell. It sure is. Um, all right, Zach, what are you tasting there?
2: Oh, wow. Um, the nut flavor definitely comes through on the taste. It sure Um There's a sweetness. There's kind of an off flavor that. Lingers in the finish. I don't know what that is, but it's definitely prevalent. I have to take another test and go to bow right now. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'm still trying to find the words to describe that taste on the back end. Because you get that nutty presence, and then it's a flash. It's not fruity, it's... it's almost sour. It is fruity. It is it is fruity? It fruity. Is, right? Yeah. 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 So,
1: what you're tasting is like kind of an... It's called esters. Um, I told Spence I wasn't going to throw out chemical terms in this podcast. We like it. Um, the more you know. Not necessarily, but Has it's just like kind it. of a fruity note that comes through. Um, you taste a lot of them more in other beers generally you don't find them in brown eels so on the aroma like I just kept getting that like kind of fruity almost like a barley wine kind of scent um, it was really hard for me to place because that wasn't what I was expecting to smell um, you know when you smell a brown ale you're thinking like toasted coffee chocolate like. I didn't get any nutty aroma, but that's not saying that it's not there. Um, that's just not the thing that I picked up first. Um, so yeah, I, I get a lot of that ester flavor when I taste it. Um, I spent a lot of time smelling it, but I have to taste it again. It's, I love it. it. still has that like kind of like, Rounded flavor like a brown ale does um, like it's not sharp But it's just way more fruity and like Flavorful in that kind of situation than you would expect to find in a brown ale
2: um, Yeah. Whenever I taste some, something and someone says it's dark fruits. That's what I yeah. get. usually it's like a fig or raisin type deal
1: Yeah, it, it tastes exactly like raisins. You're right. Um, and that is That is very perceptive of you. Um it's, that I would say does have that kind of dry dark fruit. The, the aroma on the first one does have that kind of dark fruit to it, but it tastes more like like a brown sugar or kind of nutty, chocolatey kind of thing. As opposed to this third one that is very much like, it's just not really what I expect from a brown man.
4: I, I don't know. This one is confusing. It's <laughs> a good word to put with it. Yeah. Confusing. Yeah. Confusing. I mean. it just feels like there are two beers that are coming together as one, but I don't yeah. understand how they're both in the same yeah. beer. Yeah but i did just tell amy i was like i would
3: actually drink probably a whole one of these mm-hmm. i don't think it would be a five to six beer like the last one but it would definitely <laughs> it's okay, three three sorry i guess i'm a little ahead like... of the game here but um no i could definitely i could sit down and this would be a beer that i would enjoy like with some friends confusing yeah. or not because it is they're definitely competing um <laughs> feels, right yeah. while you
2: say that i think it still probably is a higher abv it's just hidden better i would um. I would put this higher than the second one for sure. Maybe uh, not as yes, high yes, as the first one, no, but no. I'd still put this in the 8-ish percent category. I think
3: go 1,
2: 2, yeah, I thought the first one was around the 10, you said 8, but you're more of the expert. But
1: well, I don't, you know. We'll find out. We'll see. I, we I think I know what beer that first one is just from tasting it, but we'll, we'll see. I'm not going to tell you what it is until you tell me because I'm to tell you Well, maybe, maybe I'll
0: put you on the spot no. before the Yeah, I,
1: I, I can only guess the first one. Okay, wait. Like, yeah. Could you go the yeah. first uh, letter, and then if it's right?
6: Hey.
1: That, well. You
2: got
6: 26 possibilities. One.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's like, it giving you the first letter of what I think it was would not narrow it down. <laughs> okay, just um, which means start with, yeah. yeah. So the, the last one, though, it definitely is a little bit more tart, which um, mm-hmm. I like. That. I think it does have a little bit more of a sour kick to it than the other ones. It's a little bit more forward with that fruit and that acid, but who knows? I, I don't know.
5: The flavor for me kind of dissipates a little more quickly it than does. it does for the other two. But yeah.
2: it does come in waves.
5: Yeah, yeah. But I, maybe kind of getting up when you were talking about that This would be one you'll have to go ahead and have a whole beer. That's a huge factor for me in terms of can I enjoy this or do I want just a flight? Mm-hmm.
6: Um, yeah. I'm
5: so accustomed at this point to grabbing a full pint, and expect to be able to finish the whole thing. Right. Um, and only in the past year or two, I got into double IPAs and some of the stronger beers where this is a sipper. You don't just throw it down. this one down in fifteen yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um,
3: I will say being someone who prefers sour beers, I think the third one out of these three was my preference. Um, Yeah, I could actually see myself ordering whatever that one was. Yeah. confusing or not, just because it's <laughs> more the kind of beer that I sure.
2: drink on a more regular basis. closer to wine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just confusing. It's a
1: confusing yeah. yeah, no, I mean, like I said, like the aroma to me, I got barley wine from it. Yeah. So, like that would make sense with your preferences. You know, you like a little bit more of that, like tangy, tannin, yes. which tannins, yes. tannins like are kind of like the flavors you. that you get in tea, stuff yeah. like that, you know. Um, you get a little bit more of that with the barley wines, which is closer to what you get in wine so i mean i'm not saying this is a barley wine but i'm just saying that i get hints of what a barley wine is in this
6: beer hmm. all
0: right so to conclude based on everyone's uh comments i said it's really not what you would expect from a brown but it's pleasant
3: um,
0: yeah. Yeah. it's not a beer for somebody who's looking for a true brown ale I think okay. that would
3: be, it was very different than the first two, so if the first two are marks of what a true brown ale is,
1: I would agree to
3: that
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll my, leave that to me. Maybe it's <laughs> yeah. much in taste. I don't know.
1: I mean,
3: uh,
0: so.
1: I just think it's it. If, if you're looking for a brown ale, it's an adventurous brown
6: ale. If you're
1: looking for like a, a pretty standard brown ale, that's not what I would pick up first. But that's just me. Do you think uh, we tasted a standard brown ale? do what do you think we tasted a standard brown ale i think the closest one huh, it's Numbers, hard to
0: say remember this is american brown
4: right so yeah as opposed to as opposed to like english, english brown brown
0: or, brown or, or, or belgian yeah, yeah. so this is, it. It. is a very specific style of brown. brown so so, two. so number
5: one it was super oh i to number two
3: because it's water <laughs> <laughs> but number one if you want to get it, i mean
1: i would say closer to a standard brown ale would be something between the first and second ones like the second one if it were kind of pushed up a little bit with a little bit more flavor a little bit more hot a little just more bold in general i think that's what you could expect a typical standard brown ale to be the first one is pretty close but it's definitely a little bit more focused on the sweetness of it and like the alcohol content. Um, it doesn't have that kind of bitter, hot flavor that an American brown ale would have. So, so I would they say have to have a between child. The two, the two. If the two were to have a child, uh, it would be. The yeah, beginning. if we mixed them together right now and tried that, maybe. <laughs> Maybe we would get the perfect brownie. <laughs> so you
0: all have kind of already touched on the uh, next portion of the show, which Sorry. you all, <laughs> where you first. all rank these three beers based oh, on no. your preference. So to the average and vivers, uh, I'm going to have you all rank the beers based on how you enjoyed the taste and mm-hmm. drinking them based on your personal palate. But Rose, I'm going to mm-hmm. have you uh, rank them based on the style. Sure. Okay. Okay. So Zach.
2: Yeah, um, it's definitely for the first one between the first and third. I think personally I would drink more of the third one and more often just because it has that funkier flavor that I like, it's more interesting. uh, And it keeps me going back for more to see what's actually in it. So second would have to be the first one. Um, Like I said, it's more boozy. Uh, I'd have it at like a campfire camping with some friends and stuff like that. Uh, And then obviously the second one's the last. Uh, I don't know if I'd really want to have that one really ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Honest whiskey <to> and <laughs> hey Danielle.
3: All right, so I'm gonna go directly opposite. No, um, I think the third one was my first choice, just because it fits my preference for sours and um, more of a wine-like kind of feel to it. Um, Because I don't particularly like strong and dark beers, I would put number two as number two just because that's something that I could actually drink a whole one. I'm not saying I'd have more than one because it wasn't great, but I could actually drink the whole thing. And then the first one just because it was a stronger flavor, that just is not necessarily what I should look for in beers. I look for more of a lighter, um, less
4: full taste.
0: All right. Andrea, what are your thoughts?
4: Awesome. Um, I would actually probably put number one as my number one. Um, when I'm drinking a beer, I don't necessarily crush a lot of beer. So <laughs> I <laughs> um, I would, wouldn't would mind having one to sip on for a long time. And I feel like it gave me the most flavor. It gave me the most consistency um, and lasted longer too. Um, and then i put number three. I... I just couldn't make that my number one choice because I'm not exactly sure what I was drinking there. Um, And and number two, like what you're saying, I mean, that kind of reminds me back to those cans and why I didn't like drinking beer in the first place. So um, it just, it didn't have much flavor to it. It felt uh, blase, as Danielle was saying, and kind of, I don't know, I feel like it would be a waste of calories for me.
5: All right, and Bo, finish it up for the Average and Vibers here. Sure, uh, in order of preference, I think I'm going to go number one, number three, number two. Um, the context you put it in, sitting around a campfire, this is definitely that. I, I would love to- Beer what? Pre- beer number one. I would love to have a growler of that. It's on a cold brisk night, you got a fire going, that's a perfect description of where and when I'd like to drink. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go camping right the now. Throw some in. See you guys later. No oh
6: worries.
5: Um, Alright, Rose.
1: Okay.
0: Now this is based on style. Right. So
1: Right. So
0: For American brown ale.
1: I get it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down.
0: Alright, good, good. So good.
1: correct me if I'm wrong, Spence. Is I'm there listening. anything that says that an American brown ale can't be sour?
0: so funny thing is there are no actual laws not like Germany so right. well wine no, like they actually have wine does have oh, physical know. laws based on their not ADA the or uh, well, uh, viticultural area yeah so a French wine from Bordeaux is going to have to follow specific guidelines right. for it to be that wine uh, Italian wines, Tuscan wines, they actually will have a seal on it with a DOCG wine, with a DOCG wine that actually is government-backed, where if that wine is corked or isn't to, up to snuff from the consumer, the Italian government backs it and will reimburse.
3: Guys, this is
0: why I love wine. <laughs> so, wine. Now, let's switch over to beer.
5: Right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: You could put in a 18% um, wrung out dirty mop water, as <laughs> Bo put earlier, put it into the beer association, whoever it is, with the labels to be confirmed that this is a quote brown ale, and as long as they put that little government stamp on it, by golly, that is a brown ale. So, it is yeah. very lax. Yeah. So, it allows for innovation. And to answer your question directly, no, there's not a lot. That's that's
1: what I thought. Because in the world of like spirits and, you know, harder alcohol, there's a couple of things like that as well. Most of the time they're pretty... Pretty tightly regulated, but there are some places where there's a little bit of wiggle. Room. So why I was asking that is because what I keep I still have like a little bit of my beer left, like almost nobody else does, but I'm like still <laughs>
3: going back for We were sharing. Yeah, I have no okay, um, tell me the ladies were sharing right that that's on <laughs> um,
1: but I just like to ruminate on what I've been asked to do. <laughs> Um, so what I'm gonna say is that, you know, when I think of an American brown ale,
6: I want a
1: medium to high kind of like malty, chocolate, toasty kind of flavor. And when I think about the bitterness, like I want the aroma to give me a little bit of bitterness, but I really want that to come through in the flavor. Like I want the bitterness to hit me kind of at the end. Um, so when I taste these... This is kind of a wide gambit of what I would call an American Brown Ale. This is this is none of these are alike. These are all super different. Um, I would say most like an American Brown Ale style to me is actually I'm kind of leaning towards the third one now. Like it's a little bit more of a sour brown ale, but I still get that like that hoppiness on the end. Whereas I don't necessarily get that with the first two. Okay. Um, so like I think if maybe you, like I said before, if you kind of like elevated the second one that we tasted like several notches, if you turned it up to 11, it (laughs) might be like the American brown ale. But right now it's just so flat in terms of anglaze, it's just so flat that it's hard to say that that's actually true. It almost strikes me as more of an English brown ale where it's got the low ABV, kind of the low to medium, like toasty, malty flavors, and the super low bitterness on it. And I know you're gonna tell me it's like 700 IBU, and I'm just crazy, <laughs> but that's what I think. a right? Like right, it might be. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm almost convinced of that. Um, The first one, it just doesn't have as much hop as the third one does. So I would say that it's maybe the second in line to the third one. Okay. um, In terms of, like, what is a true American brown ale, which, as you just explained to us, doesn't exist um, in terms of regulations. Um, So I don't know. I mean, I think that maybe the most... Oh, this is so hard for me. It's either one or three. And I uh spence, why do you give me this power?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm gonna say three. Three? Yeah, I mean it's sour, but it still has those other elements to it. Okay. The first one, huh?
0: So beer three, beer one, beer two. Final answer?
1: No, I don't know. <laughs>
0: this oh, is really like hard so
1: yeah exactly i just need five more beers, samples yeah. and then i can tell you I, like i want to say one because to me it tastes what i expect you know like what i want a brown nail to taste like but it just doesn't have that kick of hops for me that three does so i'm going to say three final answer.
0: three final answer. oh god <laughs> so based on style beer three Beer
1: one. I like to say she's right. Beer
0: two. Oh See that's one. a beautiful thing. There's no right or wrong. there
5: a in this? Yeah, There is. So, I got three beers already.
0: Yeah, Did I win winning.
1: the lottery? I thought you won
5: three,
0: two. Can you
5: tell me what I mean, beer one is?
1: is what do you think you, beer uh, one two. is, there Rose? No, I three think it's brown three. sugar. Three. Brown sugar. Oh, it's not. Wow. Okay.
0: No, no. All right. So this is where I get to tell you all what you actually drink. Oh yeah.
1: Wonderful. Really.
0: So, beer one. Are
1: you going to tell me three is a barley wine?
0: no i told you before the show during the show and i'll tell you again they are all american brown i
1: just thought it was a trick
0: so uh beer number one is actually they've been on the show several times it's uh, a big brewery but um this was specifically chosen for this show um because it was beer number 30 on the top 100 American brown wow. ales from Beer Advocate. Oh. And that is the Bell's oh. India Brown oh. Ale. Was that what you were
3: gonna <laughs> guess?
0: Nope.
3: <laughs> oh
1: man. No. Not at all.
0: <laughs> Don't worry, I recorded what you guessed. That's
1: fine. <laughs> That's brown okay. Sugar or something. It's hey, a blind it's, taste testing. <laughs> I feel like
0: Bell's
2: always goes for the higher AVB.
1: Yeah, they do. What's the so, AVB?
0: I'll get to that there, right? Yeah! We'll get there. The you. Beer Advocate had this ranked 4.09 out of 5. Beer Connoisseur did not have this ranked. Shame on them. <laughs> I thought it was a delicious beer that needs to be uh, ranked.
6: Yeah.
0: Um, rate beer had this ranked 97 out of 100. Nearly wow. perfect, world-class uh, style beer there. Untapped, which tends to be more public sector, um, had it 3.77 out of 5. This is 50 IBUs, yeah. so it is kind of higher. Uh, last week with the English, we were sitting around 30. And then the ABV, okay. Rose, you didn't guess the actual beer, but you were damn close on the ABV, 7.2%. Okay.
1: It's nice. so, an upwards debate, but it's IBU? What is
3: IBU? It's an international it
0: bittering unit. Yep.
1: Thank you. Okay. All right,
3: uh,
0: episode one, go ahead and <laughs> go back and listen
4: to it. <laughs> well, I already gave you a like on so Facebook
3: during it? yeah. this. Okay, it's you
4: know? not perceived bitterness though. Likes, okay? I learned
0: that in
3: episode one. Correct. Right. <laughs> yeah. I also told people that I was like, hey guys, I'm on a podcast tonight. You should totally go like cool. this on Facebook. There. So you Absolutely. We're going to have 100 at, likes by the end of the
0: Maybe you're up to 50. Yeah. I love it. Hey, love runners. It. we got a good little
3: community.
0: All right. Beer number two. Uh, this is actually, I had a buddy go up to Michigan. No. And just he, for this? Just for the beer? He brought, I told him, hey, I'm doing American Brown. I want something oh specific, um, like something exclusive. Go do it. And he did so this is from the grand rapids michigan area witch's hat the oh. beer is called edwards portly brown
6: sorry friends so,
0: no it's it's okay um so this beer really wasn't too publicized i had never heard of it i had never tasted it before tonight uh beer advocate had it ranked 3.83 out of five Okay. Uh, the beer connoisseur, of course, didn't have it. Um, that's five beers in a row that they haven't <laughs> ranked. Um, you know, from last episode, rate beer was 70 out of 100, okay. and untapped again, more of the public sector, 3.64 out of five. So, so all
4: ranked lower than the first one. Yeah. So, this
0: beer, um, that makes sense. it has um, <laughs> it has gone through some traveling, which may have you know gone to to uh, explain why it was so flat. And Rose has her hand up. Yes, yeah, ma'am.
1: Question, how did this come to me in a can or a box? Oh, that's a good question. It was
0: actually yeah. in a, uh, from draft, so a growler uh, type. Okay. But it was filled to the top, it was carbonated, we were told that it will last. We've uh, kept yeah. it cold, have not moved it um, until the show. So, when
1: next. When was it filled?
0: it was filled maybe a little over a week ago. Okay, but, well there you go. But sealed and untouched until then, so it should have been fine.
1: Yeah, but like even then like that's it's not like a situation. that's not like a total perfect seal as opposed to like
0: a absolutely. Can, so, so I do need yeah, to let the listeners know that what we tasted tonight may have been a little flight just just from the travel itself. Yeah. But if you are ever up in that area, definitely try out the witch's hat. And five percent of all the sales of the uh, Edwards Portley Brown that we drank tonight goes to the Huron Valley, um, Huron Valley Humane Society. Wow,
6: very so nice.
0: So I guess we kind of donated a little bit. Um, nice. And then beer number three to uh, conclude the show here. Uh, it was the Rogue. Hazelnut Brown Ale, my business partner who's not here tonight, he always um, kind of makes fun of me because he uh, thinks that I always throw in a little twist at the end, this time I purposely did. <laughs> so, this beer is ranked 4.07 out of 5 by Beer Advocate, Beer Concierge. Guess what? Didn't have it, but Rape <laughs> beer had this pass. 96 out of 100. So
4: just shy
1: of beer one. Just shy of yeah. beer one. So I think that the like the tartness of it kind of throws off that hazelnut. When you tell me that it's hazelnut,
4: oh, I can taste it. Yeah, I
0: get straight up hazelnut. I don't. That's I
4: got every peanut day. butter. <laughs> now gonna have the peanut butter. butter to describe oh. it. Yes, that,
5: that oh. fruity oh. piece to it. That's the hazelnut. Yeah. definitely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: I do have a habit of fixating like on a single note <laughs> in beers and like trying to figure it out. So I may have just totally glossed over it, but yeah, now I taste it. I need oh, like a wine okay. bank in front so, of me taste of, Oh, this
5: one yeah.
0: tastes like
5: hazel.
0: So. Um, um, that's
1: funny. It's probably a big flavor.
0: Well, we'll get, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> this sophisticated palate over here. <laughs> the uh, Beverage Architect. Yeah. But uh, Untapped had this ranked 3.82 out of 5, so a little lower. Uh, 33 IBUs, which actually fits more into that English style. Uh, Fits more into Danielle's, I think, category of beer. Two thumbs up from her. Uh, And this sits at 5.6% ABV, so you can definitely crush a bit more of these. And um, you all, all nailed it. Uh, beer number one was much boozier, yeah.
6: Yeah. probably
0: one and done or at least two and through, whereas this one you can put down a few more. Yeah. So to Rose's point, um, they boast that this beer only has 13 ingredients between okay. the malts, the hops, uh, the yeast and water, um, but the specialty flavor is hazelnut nectar.
1: Okay. Here's the thing. Do hazelnuts have, have hazelnut. nectar? Or hazelnuts? I mean, I guess you could crush you hazelnuts until they release I don't know. some yeah. nectar. That's that's like a huge <laughs> thing in the flavor industry. Is whether or not, I think they
5: don't have nipples. <laughs> um, <I didn't>. <laughs> <laughs> they see, with
1: the cat, I don't think they, 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 have have they have nectar? <laughs> cat. Yeah. Rose, as the
0: industry expert, do hazelnuts have nipples? Right. But what's the Okay,
6: first of all, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's science
5: gone wrong. <laughs>
6: No. <laughs> um,
1: like, so like flavors in general, like you have like natural flavors and then artificial flavors and it's it's all how you like kind of come about the flavor. The thing with natural flavors is you can still kind of get them from unnatural means and they're still natural flavors. Um, so yeah, you're probably not going to get a lot of nectar out of hazelnuts. <laughs> Um, so I don't know what that exactly means. We'd have to like walk into their brewing operation to figure out what that means. Um,
0: oh, I called them up and they uh, they said no to all interviews and did not let us know. <laughs> no, I'm right. kid, just kidding, <laughs> I'm very thorough.
1: They're going to call you tomorrow and be like, listen, buddy. No, this is so. <laughs> how we get the
5: nectar. <laughs> I feel like nectar has to be a loaded term. Like when somebody says it, nectar, it, I'm thinking it, mango. I'm uh, juice. Nectar is like, okay. Okay. yeah, no, that's weird.
6: Okay. Maybe it's like a honey circle.
3: Yeah.
5: Right, exactly.
1: Maybe that's nectar, right? So
3: yeah. it's before the hazelnut becomes a nut.
1: Hazelnut oh, not do
3: naturally Okay, well, they didn't say artificial hazelnut right. flavoring, so I'm telling right. what my superpower is still intact.
0: There kind was never it. in question, Rose. <laughs> we never. But, uh, so, this beer number three was actually the winner of five Great American Beer Festival medals. They like to the boast on yeah. that as well. Uh, another thing about the show is we like to kind of point out the price to make sure that the price isn't the only driving factor to a consumer kind of um, purchasing, thinking the higher price item is gonna be the higher quality, because we all know that that is a farce, um, usually. Usually. So beer number one sits at about $2.15 per 12 ounce bottle. So usually when you get above $2 a bottle, you're getting expensive when it comes to beer. Um, It was, $10.99, 10 99 or I think the average six-pack price was 10.50. dollars uh, right in there. Uh, I honestly do not yeah. know the price of the uh, Edwards-Portley Brown. As Again, that was a gift from a friend because he wanted us to have something unique and special on the show here, which he definitely came through. Thank you, Peter. Wow. Thanks, Peter. Well Peter. Peter. Go 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 Peter. I just
1: wish it had been more permanent. I feel like that would have been a better chance for us to give them good
0: feedback so, hey, alas, it's all good feedback can. maybe they'll you know add a little more carbonation and
6: yeah
0: make it yeah. better to our taste no yeah. i don't i don't want people making beer for my taste no um That's and then <laughs> beer, beer number three uh the hazelnut brown ale that only sits at about a buck eighty so it's uh Danielle, you should be rejoicing over that. I am uh,
4: going buy a six-pack tonight. Hey! Yeah, absolutely. So,
0: um, but it, it sounds like, based off of everyone, the first place beer was that beer number three sitting around 180, at least with the group that we have tonight. Uh, second place uh, was beer one, not by much, but it did come in second. Um, based on the points and beer two, um, again, it could be because you know it—it's uh, been a little while since it was um, prowled up, but at the same time, um, it just kind of fell. Dare I say flat?
5: <laughs> I do think it's important to keep in mind that you had two wildly different beers on either side of it. You had this yeah. hazelnut, and then you had this super strong. What was it was it bells?
1: Yeah, you know. so, Yeah, so.
5: If we had had beer number two first, machine first, it might would seem have a little different. bit different. Yeah. Yeah, there's initial, that initial impression on one definitely colored my sports Yeah,
1: and I think that... You know what? i got to
5: go back and amend it. I can't believe I didn't
0: catch it. What? But it's dogfish hit. Oh. It's dogfish hit, India Brown. India Brown. Oh, Not yeah. Yet. I might need to go okay, and right. edit that. Too bad it's a live show. <laughs> yeah, mistakes
1: happen. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, there's... Something to be said for tasting order, um, you know, you don't want to put something too strong or too hoppy or too intense up front. Like your first one should be your least flavored, your lowest ABV, least hoppy. That's, that's what you come as number one. But that also would have probably still colored our experience from that point on. Sure. You know, if the first one you get is like, you know, less flavorful than the other ones, then you end up thinking like, oh, that one's still not good, even if you can taste the flavors of it better. So, tasting tasting order is important. Um, And I probably would have done it in a different order, personally, um, but, I think you're
5: right. You, know, you And just, it can highlight some yeah. of those things that you might not have otherwise noticed. My buddies and I right. had an Oktoberfest beer contest that who could bring a random six-pack as a blind taste test. Yeah. I went with Hopsite, which is an IPA Martian beer, which is not really yeah. the style. Yeah. It was the second beer we tasted, and everybody immediately was like, this is the hoppiest beer <laughs> we've tasted. Yeah. But because we had a traditional Martian beer first, it really made it obvious how, many, how much hops was in that beer. Right. Needless to so say, I came to dead last, but
3: <laughs> did enjoy a
5: lot of free beer. You had a good time.
3: Yeah. Yes. Alright. Also, sidebar, just for anyone who has ever looking this up, it's really hard to find how much a six-pack costs online, because I've been looking <laughs> for this portly brown and i've just been looking for that the whole time we have been talking and yep. it's impossible like especially, there's a bunch of really great reviews but sure as heck can't find out how much <coughs> a six-pack costs especially yeah.
0: um with more of the smaller craft breweries yeah. that don't distribute you know nationwide or That's even really the majority of the states we
3: should get on a so. website about like can you find me the actual cost of? Review? oh i
0: actually went to like witch's hat yeah
4: there's an app website, and, website i mean of
0: course they they don't have the pricing, but yes. yep. um, Nevertheless, I I do think um, you know given the circumstances that it is going to be you know a good beer. Um, yeah, I, I
6: think,
0: think so it's too. definitely a crushable brown ale.
6: Yes,
3: yeah. Um, like, I want
0: to I want to plug in that Great Flood has a wonderful wonderful brown ale called oh, the Toasted yeah, Brown, brown. that yes. is distributed throughout uh, the state of Kentucky, uh, Indiana. Yeah. Um, and so if you do see that in your Costco or your uh, Kroger nearby, please pick up a six-pack, uh, do us a favor here with our partners here at Great Flood, and give that a shot, a shot as well. Or if you are in the Louisville area, stop them by the tap room, and uh, we always have that on tap too.
1: Yeah, So I know I'm really biased um, in terms of Great Flood. But if that had been compared to these, I would have called the toasted brown closer to what I would expect for a true American brown ale. Um, However, it is is pretty like coffee and chocolate forward on that one, but it's delicious, so you should try
0: (laughs) it. Alright, so the upcoming shows, we are going to finish up with our fourth and final uh, episode of the series. It's going to be Belgian Brown Ales next week. Uh, This is something, I'm going to be honest with you listeners, I don't know much about. So I'm excited to get an industry professional in here. Kind of teach me along with you all and uh, taste some new beers. Um, As we mentioned earlier, we are above 50 likes now. Thank you, Danielle (laughs) and (laughs) Andrea. Um, but if you're not following us on Facebook, please, please go there, uh, hit that little thumb up button, uh, join the group, go out, buy some of these, try some of these if you've had them in the past. Uh, go ahead and post your ideas and what you think personally. Um, we are looking for sponsors as well, so if, you, if you've got a small firm or if you've got a product that you want us to plug in via show here, please shoot me an email. Uh, that is Spence at Advocates, the number two advocate.com. And uh, holidays are just around the corner. We are eight days away from Halloween. Thanksgiving will be here before we know it. And then Black Friday and Christmas. So, yeah, gird your loins. Uh, family is just around the corner, but if you did want to really have a unique one-of-a-kind holiday party either for your office or your family uh, feel free to uh, get in touch with us and we will be happy to do a tasting a private tasting for you either at your house or office
6: so fancy
0: fancy huh so we'll be happy to work with you on uh, pricing on time and let's be honest, everyone's a little bit jollier with some booze in them. So if you would like to
3: come to mm-hmm. Friendsgiving, give us a call. <laughs> we'll, we'll,
0: we'll talk <laughs> off mic here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that is it. That concludes this show tonight. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, yes. drink what you love. Love what you drink.
6: Get a safe and ride home.
0: <laughs> we will most definitely uh, Talk with you all here in the next week. Thank you everyone for showing up tonight. Thanks for having us. Thank Thank you. you Absolutely. And uh, hopefully, we'll see you around here at the brewery uh, real soon. Every Tuesday.
4: Thanks,
3: you all.
6: Thank you. No.